Welcome to Las Latinas, a podcast about lower back problems and dildo babies. This is episode 11. If you want to follow us along on Twitter, just use the hashtag Las Latinas podcast. There's a lot of people using Las Latinas or Helatina who are not associated with this podcast. So I, I, I need to be clear. And also, uh, tag us on stupid shit. Make us make fun of us. Give us a shout out and share content. And also for all the people who like to ruin a good thing. This podcast is not safe for work, so chill the fuck out. Leave me alone. Also, if you want to learn about dildo babies <laughs> or more about dildo babies, <laughs> please reach out to the real satanic Hispanic. He will tell you all about it. Bitch, I am like dying to hear about this fucking dildo baby shit because like we got a fucking picture out of nowhere and then okay, please explain. So some context on this. There was, I'm involved in this group on Facebook with a bunch of Individuals who find things a little interesting doing kinky kinky things. (laughs) And so somebody was showing their collection of toys and they had, you know, big ass dildos and stuff like that. But one of the things that kind of caught my eye, it was like in the corner was a dildo that was basically a newborn baby. So imagine the size of a newborn baby and also imagine it coming out of somebody's asshole. So for pleasure. yeah, for pleasure. So I don't know if they put that there as a joke, if they actually for medical utilize. purposes. Yeah, I don't know if they use it. That's like it's like a fetish of theirs, like having a baby, birthing a baby, which could be a thing. Um, but yeah, they shared that with everybody, and I thought that was very interesting. I'm very curious to see where they found this or got this made from. <laughs> like, who has this mold? Uh, what colors does it come in? Can I get one? Um, I would like to decorate my house with one. Actually, also like. I, I'm also like, I, I, like how what it, what kind of boldness does it take to type in whatever it takes to type into Google to find that shit? You know what I mean? Like to be like dildo baby, bitch. What? Yeah, like, what who- articles are gonna come up though? Yeah, like you know what? I want to birth a baby, but also I'm gay and I'm also into kinks and also like I'm not gonna get pregnant ever. Bitch, Chris Hansen's gonna come knocking on our doors, come looking you that think? shit up on the Google. No, I don't think nah, before that, we're gonna we're gonna get canceled by the Kingsters, y'all. They're gonna be like, <laughs> "Fuck y'all!" I, I love shoving babies up my ass. <laughs> Probably, you know, not we're not kink shaming. We're we're not king shaming anybody. Right in, yeah. We're just very curious as to how this works. So if you're listening and this is something that you have any information about, please hit us up. And honestly, I I don't really get how it works. Like, because I feel like you have to be really careful about getting things stuck inside. Like, like I mean, I know like when people talk about experimenting, if you're gonna experiment doing butt stuff, like use real toys. Use toys that have like I don't know the word for it. But that have that blunt end so that it doesn't get stuck. Your muscles are going to contract it in and it needs something to stop it. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to have to get it surgically removed. So I'm assuming it takes a lot of training for you to be able to push out like. Oh, you yeah. A hundred percent. I'm curious. No. And like, like, I, I really do find. I mean, honestly, even just the, I don't know, physics is the right word, but I don't get how your body makes space. I didn't even know there was that much space in <laughs> your hip bones. Like, I really, and like, I even do think, like, do you, do you really, real, <laughs> do your intestines really good, do you get reorganized a little bit? BB. 
<laughs> I have like a basic, I have like a basic idea, and I, and if I understand, like your rectum is a decent length, and then that directly connects into—is it the large intestines? I don't know. But like, I, I really am curious. Like, I would want to see like an X-ray visual of what's happening. Bitch, people get fucked by horses and other things. Show me the slides. Oh. Robbie wants to see. Like a corporate deck. I mean, and then, and then I, I'm even interested. I mean, because kinks are interesting, period. Because they're like non-sexual things that you that are are brains attached to to sexuality. So I'm just curious. Do you disagree? Is I thought that's what kinks are. Like piss. Like piss isn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. Uh, sure. No, no, no. Well, I, I get I get what you're saying. I just feel like I do feel like kink. I, I think it's really interesting that I I do think we conceptualize kink as this sort of thing. The the thing that is detached from sex that we that, that we then make sexy, right? Um, but I, I do think that some things are kind of like, I don't know, for as much as like is piss sexy. To, like a lot of people know and also like inherently when you think about like pissing you think about dicks it's the reason that like i don't know every once in a while like i'll be at a urinal and i'm like this is kind of hot and that's weird right like in my head i'll be like oh, yeah, mm, why am i turned on by the fact and it's like well yeah bitch there's dicks around duh um so i yeah but i do think it's super interesting like at what point right like does that fucking rube gold machine of someone's brain be like you know what'd be fucking hot if i put up my butt this baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> whatever. I was a mama, dildo mama, dildo mama. That's a good that's, company name. That's the name shit. of the shop, y'all. That's the name of the shop. Dildo mama, mama my dildo mama Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I really tried. <laughs> I don't have the capacity. Uh, I think you. I think you could, Robbie. Fine. I think you uh, could. How was I'm your in week? The process by the of way, applying for jobs. So I've just been working on my resume, and I'm the type of person who makes like five of one thing, and then I like start figuring it out from there. So it's been a process, but I have luckily a really good friend who like literally worked with me like an hour going over what I did mm-hmm. finally decide to go with, and he was super helpful. So that was my week, man. Just trying to start getting paychecks again. Not here, but somewhere. Yeah, girl. Get the hell down. <laughs> Not on this podcast. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> else that will actually pay me a wage. But also, like, maybe I will one day. <laughs> Isaac, what's your... Uh, what, did you, what did you do this week? Um, well, I did some online shopping on Acid. Uh, yesterday, actually, I bought. I feel a bunch like it was of- just like bobby pins and. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> like, it was interesting for sure. <laughs> like, I, I bought some shit, and then like the next morning, I was like, "Oh, I bought, oh, I yeah. bought some shit." And so I looked at it, and I bought some, um, you know, those Illuminidal candles that have like the saint, and that has like a celebrity yeah. face on it. Yeah. So I got one that was like Ann Richards, Judy Garland. Um, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, like, uh, just what's the name of that store in the mall? Girl, Spencer's is what I was thinking. Sorry, Spencer's. No, yeah. I shop all my groceries at Spencer's. <laughs> they sell candy underwear. They're essential. <laughs> I remember I used to go into Spencer's to act like I was looking at the weird alien stuff, and it was just to look at the the man butt cards. They do sell that. And I'm sorry, Isaac, I derailed you. 
<laughs> what else did you do that we want to derail? Um, <laughs> you know, just working on my hog body, watching that I've never seen before, slash never really had the desire to watch, but I've maybe found interesting. I don't know. So you decided to just take it easy and do a normal week. Yeah, I mean, like my weekend is on Monday and Tuesday. So Cute. yeah, it's just been kind of chill right now so far. I feel like I'm like full blown senora right now. Like I'm washing dishes, <laughs> I'm making dinner. And not like not that Jeff doesn't help. Jeff Jeff does. <laughs> I was honestly like was washing dishes. I was doing dinner. But I feel like it's just like a little bit different because like I'm making fun of my neighbors because Isaac, Isaac, who was your first TV crush? Well, okay, so I have two that I can think of because I thought about this really, really hard because there are several, but several men that I've always found kind of attractive. But one was my father, my grandfather, <laughs> <and> my uncle. <laughs> well, besides that, um, so did you ever watch Punky Brewster? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the dad, George Gaines? Mm, kind of. Gaines. Let's come see this. I don't know how to say his last name. Anyways, it was Punky Brewster's dad, the one that had, like, adopted her. I always thought he was super, super cute. Plus, he was in like the Police Academy movies and a few other things. So I always thought he was like really cute, and I was like adored him. But what I, whenever I really kind of realized, okay, I might be a homosexual, um, was I used to watch telenovelas with my mom, of course, and one of my all-time favorites is Dos Mujeres Un Camino. And there was a part where Selena was actually in the in the show um, with there was a scene that she had with one of the guys from Bronco, uh, Ramiro uh, Delgado, and he's the accordion player. He I was always so attracted to him. I don't know if it was like his cap tooth. I don't know what it was about him. Maybe it was because he played the fucking accordion. He was so gorgeous to me. I always thought he was so fucking sexy. Yeah, I feel like the early 90s were a really really good decade for like for for mexican titties uh for mexican man titties uh in novelas you know what i mean like really like eduardo capetillo eduardo capetillo has some of the most beautiful titties that have ever been on mexican television and they're hairy and they're just like just these fucking gorgeous like square like just like monuments on these men it was it was everything robbie who was your your crush I talked about this. For me, it was JTT. That's like one of the first times where I remember like, oh. like processing that like what I had for him was a crush and not like a cool dude I wanted to be like. Is it like in sync? It was Home Improvement himself? JTT, huh? Oh, yeah. JTT. And also, granted, for a while, I thought the little boy from Shamu, the Killer Whale movie, well, I thought that was JTT. Oh and it turns out that's Willy, not Robbie. JTT. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't, but you're right. That was a common misconception about the movie, which is why I think they got him to do that part. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I had something better, but... What, what did you like about him? I don't know. I just thought he was cool. I thought, he, And I thought he was hot. Jesus, who was your crush? So, I used to... I, I used to love fucking horror movies, but I fucking... I like love, 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 love American horror movies as a kid. And my mom, uh, so my mom cleaned houses in the U.S. We still lived in Juarez. And so she brought home like a VHS one time. And I guess the family she was cleaning for had recorded a bunch of horror movies in there, like just back to back to back to back to back. So it was like like four or five hours of just horror movies. 
And like first was Chucky, and that was my shit. Um, so Chucky was no, I'm just kidding. Um, that would be fucking weird though if I had a Chucky fetish. <laughs> Chucky's my kink. Um, no. But the second movie on the VHS was was The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. And like I realized maybe like two weeks ago when my roommate and I were watching The Fly, Jeff Goldblum spends most of that movie fucking shirtless. Like he just spends most of that movie like shirtless. There's like some moments where he's like kind of naked. And I was like, fuck. And it wasn't so much that I was like, this man is sexy. I was like, this is a man who is almost naked, period. And I was like, I, I'm into this. And also... Like, it's horror, so it was, like, a safe way for me to watch gay shit, but not be like, oh, like, it's gay shit. And I'm like, oh, it's scary. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> hindsight. Um, At the time, he was just, uh, well, no, it, it, I mean, but also, like, <laughs> but also, what the fuck was wrong with me? Because also, like, uh, a quarter of the way through the movie, like, his, like, fingernails started fucking peeling off, and then his skin sort of just, like, deteriorates, and he becomes, like, a, like a heinous monster, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm down, get in here. Um, so I think, like, yeah, that movie mm-hmm. was definitely, like, early formative, like, mmm, and then, honestly, the, the next, the next big sort of chunk of, like, mmm, I feel strongly about this was Trent from Daria, um, Jane's brother? I thought he was so fucking hot. He was bored. He was super unaffected. He was, like, of the characters, I think, one of the, like, more, like, Latinx-looking, even though he wasn't, right? Like, he was one of the more, like, oh, like, this dude looks like somebody I would bump into at a fucking Deftones concert, and that gave me a fucking boner. Because I had such a... You know, I had such a crush on Chino Moreno, and I thought the Deftones were, like... The Deftones were, like, everything, because it was, like, sexy... Mexican singing fucking dark songs for my like little baby goth soul. And so like, yeah, like Trent was fucking sexy and became the prototype for like a lot of boys that I crushed on in high school. Yeah, I think like for me, definitely Eduardo Capetillo, Fernando Colunga, and honestly like any WWF or WWE like fucking Yeah. yeah, bitch. I was like full on and you know what's funny is like when I talked to Jeff about it, he's like, Who did you like? I was like, Oh, Razor Ramon. And he's like, I fucking hated him. And I'm just like, But he was so hot. <laughs> like he was like, Harry, muscle, yes, I'm in. You know, like that was my gig. Like, so like for me, it was always that. And like, and then even like when like WWE turned into WWF or whatever, all that, I mean, all that bullshit. Um, I was always into like, the Rock or like Stone Cold Steve Austin and yeah, shit like bitch. that, like all those like dudes, those big dudes, like I was into. But like, um, but the like the earliest I can remember was always like novelas. Was always fucking Eduardo Capetillo and fucking Agujetas de Color de Rosa. Um, I actually can't Fernando Colugna. I can't like for the life of me pinpoint him where he was, but like I just know that I saw him once, and I was just like, I'm sold. I don't know about y'all, but like for me, I feel like I'm in this weird age where I'm like realizing a bunch of shit, like just like little things like start. It's so much easier for me to pick up on little things that I like. Oh, that's why I enjoyed that as a kid. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's why mm-hmm. I enjoy that thing. Oh, yeah, I like doing that every once in a while, but that's probably why. And so I think like the older you get, the more you start realiz- realizing some of that. And I know like parents like say like, well, 
you now you know who I feel, but I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I mean, I feel, I feel that too. I mean, it, this is going to sound weird, but it wasn't until recently that I realized I have severe daddy issues, like severe. So, yeah, I feel you on that. Would you care to share a glimpse? <laughs> I mean, are y'all kidding? Y'all know, well, y'all know me, but I guess the listeners don't really know me. But I've always leaned towards older men. Most of my friends are older, you know, with the exception of you cunts. And I don't know. I've always just identified or been closer to them because I've longed for, like, a real relationship with my father, which I did not have. So, you know, to me, it just seems kind of like that was something that I didn't realize was something that I was that was my demographic mm-hmm. like I just thought oh I just like older men most people like older men same thing with the cartoons I was always like liking the daddies on the cartoons and stuff like that so I don't know it wasn't until I got like a bit older that I realized oh shit like I really do have like some daddy fucking issues and that's probably why I date the men that I date or I've you know been with the men that I've been with so is it like just with the way they look or something they're doing I think it's just like the role that they play, like just mm-hmm. being a father yeah. figure is just like almost attractive to me. I, I find it very nurturing in a sense and nurturing, you know, to my soul and my butthole. Even like the He-Man characters, I loved all of them, super obsessed with them, mm-hmm. uh, was obsessed with the voice from the Power Rangers as well. Remember the, what's his name? Zordon? Zordon. Zordon? Really? Like, just like, mm like I don't know why it was weird, right? Why do you think? <laughs> so have you ever even thought about it? Like, why you actually? No, like, does, I mean, does Wayne give you all those things that you just described? Does he beat me and provide yeah, rainbows? I yes. said what I said. I don't know how I asked the question. <laughs> Is he a disembodied <laughs> voice in a tube? <laughs> He's an electronic drug dealer. Um, no, I don't know. He doesn't do any of those things to me. What do you mean? Because I don't know, I think I think that's interesting. Like I, I I wonder about like how much of that is like how much of that is like, well, maybe you're just attracted to older dudes and then like the care part is something that you sort of supplemented for yourself in your head, like later. Yeah, you know maybe. I mean? Maybe just like old wrinkled penis. That's a button. Like if you like that, I love it, you know? Love it. That's a thing. And this is a section of the podcast we like to call losing interest. Uh, so I'll actually go first this week. Uh, so I am losing interest in my Facebook algorithm. I feel like one minute it's like fucking people being racist against Asian people. And then like the next very next thing is like puppies. And I'm like, how do I like both of these things in the same way? Like I can't. It's impossible. You love cute racists. No, no, I no, like I'm like, yes, people should see this. And then I'm like, oh, these like these Dalmatians are so cute. And they're puppies. Oh, oh, like the videos that it's showing. Yeah, so shit. like when I'm on Facebook, like I'll scroll and then it's like something horrible. Like warning, COVID patients about to be fucking seen. And then like I'll be like, oh, that's sad and tragic. Love. And then I'll go <laughs> to the next into the next one, and then it's like puppies being funny and cute and i'm just like oh my god how adorable and i like i really hate like the switching between like i'm sad this is so fucking depressing and then like this is so happy like i i just needed to like either like slowly get me to happiness or or, like not to be so abrupt with like the switching from like sad shit to like really cute shit 
It sounds like you've just been watching watching a lot of like Russian car crash videos on YouTube. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I've watched those. <gasps> I do watch those. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch twelve straight minutes of people driving and random car crashes. And and why is it always like Russian or Eastern European? It's like, um, like the the very high majority are are. Russian or Eastern European, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why I watch him. This is what he was losing interest in this week. I'm also in. I'm losing interest in my FBI. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's specific. What's going on? Maybe like, am I putting my fucking phone too close to my pubic mouth when I jack off? Like, well, I don't know what's going on. But lately, every time I log on to YouTube before any video, which I could be watching a fucking video where Claire Saffitz is making fucking snowballs from scratch. <laughs> and all of a sudden, right before the video starts, they're like, do you like to shave your balls? And it's like, it's a two-minute ad about the specific kind of, like, clipper to shave your balls. And granted, it looks fancy, and I like it. But what sucks about it is, like, it feels like they're just rubbing it in. They're like, hey, don't you want to shave your balls for your partner? And I'm like, bitch, I literally am going to be fucking my hand for all of the rest of the four months that we're going to be on this lockdown before I fucking lose myself to trees or whatever the fuck I'm about to do. Like, I, it's, it's, it's very sad because all I want is for somebody's gentle hand <laughs> to cut my balls. And if I could, if I if I could trim for them, that would be fantastic. But in the near future, like I don't see my balls aren't going to be touched by anybody. No one's going to see my balls. Why do you keep reminding me that I need to to manscape um, if if no one's going to do anything to them? So I'm I'm losing interest in 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 YouTube promising things that aren't going to be used. <laughs> I just want to be touched again. I don't know. I will say props to my FBI agent because. It does look like a very safe, effective system. And what I love about the advertising is it's got like client testimonials and they're like, yeah, I won't clip your balls. And they're <laughs> good. Yeah, I clipped mine the last time and it's terrifying. <laughs> Maybe it's terrifying. <laughs> it is. I just have like this vision in my head that it's like just this fabric and then everything spills you, out. I don't know. You like do know how to like properly shave your balls, right? I don't think I do. No, but anyway, I think shaving your balls is actually super hard. And I think people who do it with like, like goss and anyone who does it with a regular ass razor. And I think that's beautiful. And that's a part of growing up for some girls. And that's just not my tea. Like I, I, it's, it's terrifying. I, I, I Robbie, I similarly feel like if I ever clip my balls, I'm just going to bleed <laughs> out. Like, I feel like I'm going to have like a, like, yeah, like I'm going to have to call paramedic. And I don't want to fucking be taken to the emergency room because wow. I fucking because my balls broke open, you know. The point is, <laughs> <laughs> how many people get there? Like, there are not that many people who like just shave their head. I don't and, think like, it happens. Home clippers. I, and I all know, bitch. Like, but in my but the, like these are my balls. It's not my head. Like I would yeah. look at my face. You know what I mean? I clearly don't care about what's happening <laughs> yeah. up here. But like my balls are a different matter so anyway i'm i'm losing interest in being promised products that i can't use right now like all, all I, <laughs> I would love to fucking trim my balls so that someone could you can them, but you know them, what you just have no use for them that's a difference well then well then what the fuck am i gonna do that for why would i make a meal that i'm not gonna eat well bitch <laughs> riddle me that yeah, bitch oh my god anyway shout outs to my fbi agents <laughs> Robbie, what are you losing interest in this week? My losing interest, just mostly because I've been 
I'm going to go with Forrest, even though I guess it's a choice. But Forrest, he uses a lot is LinkedIn and just how fucking like, just how fucking awful LinkedIn is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's literally a social media for everyone you hate at work. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, and it's just insane. And I've been having to update mine and use it. And I'm looking at other people's and then I forget that they can see that I looked at theirs and then they're looking at mine and I'm like, don't fucking. Yeah, I noticed that you looked at mine the other day. (laughs) And yeah. And so I don't know. Just LinkedIn is. I'll endorse you, Vivi. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Thanks, girl. Uh. It's just LinkedIn is just a really weird place. It's weird to see the articles yeah. people are posting. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's so weird because I think at least like some stuff that I've seen on LinkedIn has been like people who like are trying to give you their professional advice and write articles. And I'm just like, you are not the person I need to get advice from on this. Right. And I mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell other people they don't. <laughs> because I'm friends yeah. with you. So I shouldn't like just delete you. Should I block you? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> Just to put some context, I recently got let go, yada, yada, yada. They blamed it on COVID. They let go of like 40% of the company. And so I've like even seen people from the company higher ups like commenting on Facebook. I mean, on on LinkedIn links or com- making posts about how to hold yourself no. during these times. Fuck and I'm off. like, just some of the articles I'm seeing them like, like, it's just eh, stupid. It's stupid. And, and I'm, of course, Fitting into it, I'm getting on LinkedIn almost just as much as I'm you getting on to. Facebook now. And I yeah, which you kind of have to right now. So that's all. I mean, if you need help with stuff, you know that we're all here for you. So I'm not Isaac. What is your address? <laughs> I do have a question. So does LinkedIn actually work for oh, stuff? Yeah. Is that a oh, thing? Yeah. It does. I've actually had. I mean, well, I haven't gotten a job from it yet, but I've literally in the past few weeks. I've had a few um, recruiters, I guess, reach out to me, which is fine. That can lead to something, I guess. But then I actually had a couple of people like HR hiring managers from specific companies like reach out to me being like, hey, I heard about you and like trying to like start a conversation with me. That's great. You should see. You should try and see see. where it goes. I've, I've been able to get a job from LinkedIn directly. That's in fact, I used to work with Robbie. I left that company because the company reached out to me through LinkedIn. So it does work. Isaac, what's your losing interest in this week? I feel like everyone right now is kind of in that position, especially with like the whole unemployment thing and like trying to get that figured out. I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook of people just really frustrated about that. And I feel guilty, you know, having a job and then being like, I have to go to fucking work today. And I'm just like, my friends wish they had fucking jobs right now. Stop being a little bitch about this. So I'm sorry and I'll help you. That you're losing interest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll count it, I guess. No, 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 no. That's not my losing <laughs> but interest. I don't, but I don't actually, think so. <laughs> that's not my losing interest. But actually, going into like what Robbie was saying with social media, the one thing that I've kind of noticed that I'm losing interest in here recently is is the allies of people of color, and these are people who are either you know I, I just don't feel like their support is genuine. It almost feels like it's white guilt and or it's FOMO. It's a fear of missing out on what's going on right now. Because right now there's a lot of people of color who are really, really suffering from the pandemic. Of course, a lot of us are accustomed to not having things and and used to living on a budget and paycheck to paycheck. So it's not something that's new to us. But there's a lot of people that are really suffering. And then there's a lot of people who are posting about the people that are suffering. 
Hmm. And I'm just like, what are you actually doing to contribute? Like, that's great that you're passing along this message, but what are you actually doing to contribute to those people, to help them out, to get them out of the struggle, to get them food or get them the products they fucking need? So I just understand where this support is coming from half the time. It does, like I said, it just does, just does not feel genuine to me. Um, it's almost like pandering, like the way people pander to, to, to the gay community in regards to like putting, you know, gay celebrities in their music videos and stuff like that to try to like get the gays on their side. But it's just yeah. like, what are you actually doing? What do you actually support? What are you actually behind? Because is it a temporary thing or is it just something so you can show face that I can be like, oh, yeah. you're my ally. Fuck that. Yeah. No. Honestly, can I ask you, like, is it a specific, like, like, program that you're like fuck you people like this is fake or is it just like a general consensus it's just general like i mean Hmm. the way that i kind of got this was based off of just things that i saw on facebook of people like reposting stuff of you know how this pandemic has really been affecting people of color and a lot of those people are just i'm just like you've never mentioned this before you've never brought this up before you've never shown any give like care about this before why now it's just like it's so difficult to understand what actually is going on in the world um so whether that be like people being racist one second or people being like fucking racist against asian people one second i i just like i'm losing so much interest in trying to um understand everyone right now because right now i'm just trying to understand myself and my feelings right. and i'm trying to understand my like my, my, my family's feelings like what are they feeling what are they going through and then like how i navigate the world after that will be up to me and how i decide to go through it um so like i under, i definitely understand that i just think like there's so much more to it there's so much more nuance and I mean, the shitty part about statistics is that it doesn't go into the nuance very often. Um, And so I think, like, could there be, you know, families that are, like, predominantly Hispanic flourishing? Yes. But could there be Hispanic families, like, fucking dying right now? Absolutely. Um, So I just think, like, I... I want to apply statistics to um, I'm losing interest in uh, trying to apply statistics of everything that I know into situations of people. And I am having a really hard time with that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I I just want to kind of like touch on a little bit on like, it's really interesting to hear you talk about that, Johnny, just because um, earlier this week um, there's, uh, there's a writer named uh, Ashley C Ford and she tweeted out um, what are you experiencing right now? Um, is withdrawals from your addiction to the myth of certainty, right? That for so long, like, I think the narratives that we lived into in the United States have been very specific, like, even with all the problems and all the shit, right? Like, like the thing, the thing about, like, living in, like, a heteropatriarchal white supremacist capitalist country is that, like, you know the playbook. Like, like... Oppression is never abolished. It, it's translated, right? Like, like it, it, it changes shapes and they call it something different, right? Like, like you, you don't have to call it slavery if you turn it into the prison industrial complex. You don't have to call it um, segregation if you turn it into redlining and, and, and redistricting, right? So, like, the thing about the pandemic is that, like, it's a virus, right? So, like, like now the variable is some shit that we can't pinpoint, we don't know shit about. And the horrifying thing about it is, like, 
Um, were we not in the kind of society we live in, shit would be e- like our, our our feelings would be easy to manage because priority one would be like, yeah. cool, bitch, we got to stay alive. That's it. Right. But the reality is that we live like we live in a country and with a government that like will not provide or allow for that. So um, I think so many of us, I think right now are, are experiencing a, a kind of wide cultural disorientation because because we're watching those very systems exploit the pandemic as an opportunity to make shit worse for very specific populations for whom it's always been worse. And so so I think it's it was interesting listening to you sort of like talk your way through this. Thank you for listening to Las Gelatinas. You can find us at Las Gelatinas Podcast on all the social media things. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Les deseo mucho amor. Muchísimas gracias. Bye.